All right, everybody, another day, another dollar, another one of my favorite episodes. Yes, of course, it's my own podcast. Of course, I'm biased. What if it did work? Today's, I, I got to say, you're the furthest guest I've ever had. Today's episode, he's from Brisbane, or he's going from Brisbane, the Evolve CEO, Greg Gollies, the coach and advisor to top 1% of business leaders. Greg is founder of the Evolved CEO, transformational coach, healer, and intuitive advisor to business leaders and founders. Greg has spent the last two decades mastering what it means to have true success, love, and happiness. Greg's journey in life is a never-ending search for expansion, self-actualization, and fulfillment. From climbing corporate ladders and building multi-million dollar businesses to mastering human conditioning, the masculine mind, emotional intelligence, conscious leadership, and relationship dynamics to expanding his intuitive spiritual connection. Greg takes his life journey experience, intuitive abilities, and years of training and qualifications to help other successful business leaders and founders awaken their best selves and elevate every area of life. Well, how's it going? It's good morning for you, right? It is good morning. It's 8 a.m. here in Queensland. Yeah, man. So, so how's it going, man? I, I mean, I, I for starters, man, just reading your your bio. Good thing I I have a a degree, man. Those are some like four or five syllable words. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are great. Yeah, things are really really good. Um, I pinch myself quite often that my life is where it's at, considering. Mm-hmm where it's been the journey of life it's an interesting one right always i i got a no pun intended here but where you're from is there a battle for masculinity because here in 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 the united states all of a sudden it's under attack the masculine leader the masculine in general we uh, so far here we it's like shunned to have labels pretty soon I mean, I don't even know what pronouns. I, I had to go back to my my elementary, junior high, and high school English uh, books to see what pronouns were to to speak properly on that. Now, o- over on, on your side of the world, it, is it the same thing? It's similar. Um, so, living in Australia, I always like in Australia to like a mini America in some ways that we ad- we adopt a lot of things that come out of the US, but I've got a lot of clients and a lot of connections in the US. So I understand what you're talking about, but yeah, there is a, there is a lot of conversation and a lot of, I guess, pulling down of the masculine and people talking about toxic masculinity and, and even my um, teenage daughters at high school around the pronouns and people not knowing who they are and the titles. It's just, it's a little bit overwhelming for me. It's, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to have an opinion on it, but I find it quite sad um, that we've really lost ourselves as a human race so much. You're gonna, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but growing up, man, Australia, I mean, Crocodile Dundee, I mean, talk <laughs> about masculine heroes. I, I mean, even the whole movie, the guy, the guy walked around with that huge ass knife through the. You know, I think part one or part, I think part two in New York City. And, you know, we all had that, you know, people our age growing up, you know, it was, it was seen as that's awesome. And I, I don't know how to get that back. But, but when I, I read that about your bio, I mean, that's, that's something to me. There, there's nothing wrong with, with masculine because it doesn't mean, hey, you're gay or you're straight because women can carry, masculine energy as well it's not just a male thing that that, that's something that people that don't do personal development they don't understand it's not like a a male let's put them all in this box and females in another box wouldn't you agree 100 well what people truly need to understand is every human being is both masculine and feminine and if you break it down to what the masculine is from an action perspective, the, ma- the, the the masculine is very much getting stuff done, right? It's the drive. It's 
it's it's it's the mind it's it's the thinking it's the creation and the feminine is more around the empathy the compassion the heart space and all that sort of stuff so every human has got a mind and a heart right so you can't you can't pull down the masculine thinking that it's bad because every human has a masculine side it's re- irrelevant to gender and we need to balance both of them. This was a massive area that I had to focus on for myself because I was over-masculine. And when I say over-masculine, my whole life was controlled by my ego. And I pushed myself so hard that I burnt myself out thinking I was doing the right thing. And then that can be looked upon by people just saying, oh, he's just egotistical, he's greedy, he's selfish and all that sort of stuff. But I was trying to do it to give my family a good life. It's It's... It's so confusing for so many men that they now feel emasculated that they're not actually stepping into their own potential through fear of being judged and ridiculed and pulled down. So there is a lot going on, a lot. Well, what people don't understand, man, an entrepreneurial spirit, it's war. It's a hunter. Are are you going to be the hunter or are you going to be the hunted? It's just like life. There's no... It's not fair. Some people have the, all the cards. Some people don't. But in the world of business, man, you have to go for it, and you have to watch your back when you are on top. And and that, I mean, I'm sure that's the one thing that you teach because you are a teacher of of leaders of helping men become better leaders or CEOs, founders. Because if you don't watch your back in the world of business. You know, yeah, your success in the past, congratulations, you're a rock star, but you wake up every day hungry, either be the hunter or the hunted, because, you know, marketplace, the market share, it's not in abundance. You know, there is a finite and, you know, somebody's always trying to be on top. Somebody's always trying to take that market share away. And that's the... That's the challenge of what I call the physical world. So we obviously do a lot of spiritual work. My wife is a very gifted energy healer and spiritual healer. So we look at our clients holistically, right? We develop multi-dimensional business leaders. So when I say multi-dimensional, they've got every area of their life in order. They're elevating their marriage. They've got their health and happiness dialed in, but they're also becoming more successful and creating impact. And the challenge is, the one-dimensional business leader can burn himself out really easy, can end up creating dysfunction in his home life, and can put his health and sacrifice himself. So this is, this is the key, is helping these leaders just start really tapping in and, and aligning with their true self and not being so, I guess, controlled by the outside noise and the pressures and demands of the responsibility that they've created, because that is not actually helping them become the best version of themselves. So what happens is in the physical world, if you look at the physical world like a pyramid, you're dead right. When it comes to commerce and when it comes to politics and finances and all that sort of stuff, there is a ceiling. There is always a ceiling and everybody's trying to climb this ladder. Everybody's trying to get to the top of this peak. But in the spiritual, it's the exact opposite. It's like an upside down pyramid. We have infinite potential. And if we balance who we truly are at our high spiritual self versus what we're trying to achieve in the physical world, we can have a more harmonious life and we can actually impact people more. But when you're constantly under the pressure and the demands of the physical world and you're and you're pushing yourself to breaking point, to climb a ladder, to keep a business intact when we go through a recession or COVID, when you're trying to be a good father, a good husband, a good leader, and you're trying to be all of that, it's a lot. It is a lot. And for a lot of these guys, when they get to the top, the fear of coming back down is actually worse than what it was to take to grind their way up to the top, right? So it's an interesting journey for a man in the modern world, especially a driven entrepreneurial business leader. Well, everybody's, what, what you fear and what you focus on, unfortunately, you get. So that, that's a great thing that you want them not to focus on getting out, 
falling from grace, falling from the top, because that that's that's that saying scared money doesn't make money when you're grasping. And when you're like you're, you're like waking up and you have all this anxiety because you think it's going to end or this is your best days were behind you, that that can only mean one thing because you're focusing on you're focusing on crashing it's like when you you go drive down a a highway and you see a person hitting a telephone pole or you see a crashed car and there's nothing around it and you're like what happened it was because the person lost control and the first thing that they're focusing is oh my god i don't want to hit it i don't want to hit it and boom and and that's what happens and yeah I, i i get it because you know, being a, a business owner for 20 years, I, it, even though doing the, the personal development, even doing all the business development, I always had that fear of waking up one day and all of it being gone. <clears throat> That's what I would call the toxic masculine. It's not who we are and behave and how we're perceived by the outside world. It's the fear-based thoughts that break us down that we know are not serving us, but we get caught in these narrative loops that even these people who are in these powerful, high-level positions that have got a lot of responsibility, everybody's looking up to them like they've got everything sorted, but they've still got fears. And in some regard, their fears are bigger because their responsibilities and the pressure and demands are bigger. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people look to somebody who is successful, who is in a powerful position, who's got money, and they think that their world is solved because the world has literally programmed everybody that money is king, right? So everybody's chasing to become better off. And even and even though that there's more money in circulation around the world, people are more unhappy than ever. People have got more money or more access to money Like they say, there's a recession going on. I don't see it in the way people spend. People are still spending, right? People are still traveling. People are still updating their cars. Yeah. Because there is just more money in circulation. But the thing is, people are trying to find happiness through the wrong thing. And for a man, if you think about the, if you think about the evolutionary path of a man, provider and protector. So when he was a caveman, he had to be all masculine. He was either hunting for food or protecting the family. So he was praised for being the strong masculine man who was protecting and providing. And that's what we're trying to do in this modern world. But it's so complex. And there's just there's just too much, too much going on, too much noise, too much pressure, too much influence, too much fake news. It's just it's pretty overwhelming. So for a man who lives in his mind, his masculine mind, and he's trying to process all of that, it's creating a lot of neurological stress, which triggers fear-based programming, thinking about all the mistakes they made in the past. And then it causes this neurological stress that even a lot of high-powered business leaders and CEOs are struggling with mental health. It's because the mind is too active, right? But they have to protect themselves and make out that everything's okay because they're the leader and people look up to them. So that level of pressure on somebody who's got probably mental health and neurological stress going on from the demands and pressures, but can't reveal it because people are looking up to them, that just adds the weight. That just adds and adds and adds. Isn't there more more stress and more pressure now with just the evolution of social media because 20 years ago if i was having bad sales that that was you know in-house now when you're saying people are it's a recession but people are spending money a lot of that also has to do with social media oh my gosh my neighbor or or my ex has a brand new car or they went on an amazing vacation i need to take a better vacation it, it, it's just something that that it, the keeping up with the Joneses or totally and, and and then with social media yes if you're an entrepreneur you're you're, you're not gonna you don't want to show because your company's public you have employees you want to have that that alpha male 
Yes, yes, yes. It's like at those corporate meetings, the corporate annual meetings where we're going to take them down. The competitors going, you know, you always have to go pump up the crowd, be the be the alpha male. So with, with social media, that's just like 10x, 20x all that pressure that we as men have already. Yeah. So that hungry, egoic mind, it's always comparing and judging. And now that we've got so much information in the palm of our hands, the mind is just an overdrive. And it's always thinking, what else could I do? It's overanalyzing. Like there's more, this is the greatest time to be alive in human history. There has never been a better time to be an entrepreneur, to create opportunities. Just look at the opportunities that AI are going to create. Some people are thinking that it's going to ruin the world. Other people are changing the world. You know what I mean? It's just... There's just so much going on that so many people, as I said before, have got neurological overload. And for a lot of these entrepreneurial people that you and I are talking about and who I was, I actually, being honest with myself now that I've done the work that I've done, I didn't realize it. I was addicted to stress. I was addicted to conflict because it felt like I was in the fight. And if I was in the fight and I was grinding and I was hustling, then I was getting ahead. That was all programming. That was all programming from me going, this is the only way to be successful is to hustle and grind and stress myself out and be in the fight. And I burnt myself out. This is why I got into this line of work. Yeah. So I used to be running big corporates. I was in corporate, built businesses, divisions. Um, put into different regions to expand publicly listed companies. And I burnt myself out. I blew myself up. I was over drinking. I was mentally stressed. I was unhealthy. My marriage was in a bad place. My kids didn't even know who I was. This, that, that was my reckoning, right? That was, that was the turning point in my life. But so many men are doing that. And then they're looked upon as if they're not doing the right job. And they're just like, well, what am I meant to do? Just pushing and pushing and pushing. Now, reading your bio, do you, do you think that a little of it had to do with you were into rugby? Now, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's completely, not only is it a team sport, and yes, we, we watch a little bit of the highlights, or it, it, it's, it's a growing sport for badasses here in America, <laughs> but, but that, that had to play a part in it too, because you were already like balls to the wall as a young child going all the way from high school, playing on, on, on the rugby union at your, your high school and, and all that. I, I, and, and all the leadership and I'm sure your coach, like most coaches wasn't like one of those. Yeah. Hey, you know, as long as everybody does well and nobody gets hurt, I'm sure he was in your face screaming at everybody uh, you know, uh, making sure everything, everybody was like at a complete peak state. Yeah, hundred percent. So I've always been driven from a young age. Started playing rugby when I was five. Um, I'm actually from New Zealand. I'm a New Zealander, but we live in Australia now. So it's the national sport, and right now the Rugby World Cup is on. Right, so following the All Blacks is like uh, my favorite pastime. So. You did right. I was driven. I used sports as a young person. I was I did okay academically, but it wasn't really my bag. I wasn't that interested, but I did really well at rugby. I represented my country at an age grade level. And then I took that drive and determination into the corporate world, climbed the corporate ladder, yada, yada, yada. So all of my clients are the same. They've always had an inner drive. They've always, they, they, they love it, right? They've, they've got that motivation, that inner drive. They wanted to be successful, they're entrepreneurial. They're, they become leaders simply through being successful and building businesses and climbing corporate ladders. So there's nothing wrong with that. But we now live in a day and age where, as we spoke about right at the start of the podcast, a lot of people are getting ridiculed. So the way I got coached in rugby when I was a young man was really tough. It was the school of hard knocks. It was, it, yeah, we were taught how to be really, really tough. If my coach 
from 30 plus years ago coach that style of rugby nowadays, he'd be ridiculed by the parents. He'd be say that he's a bully. He'd be stripped down, right? And they'd just be like, just give the award to the kid who showed up. Not the best kid. Like things have just, (laughs) things have gone a bit pear-shaped, right? I'm just like, hang on. This is a competitive sport. You need to you need to bring the best out of them. You don't need to bully them. But seriously, rugby is a full-on contact sport where people aren't wearing helmets and shoulder pads, but they are hitting 120, 130 kilo men hitting each other at 100 miles an hour. Yeah? You can't be soft. <laughs> I, I, I see in Australia and New Zealand, it's bleeding out there too where – Everybody gets a participation trophy. Let's not yeah. keep score. It's funny because when my my daughters were like really young, preschool, we put them in that because we didn't know any better. And I coached for like half like half a year. I'm like, this is horrible. And <laughs> they got the wake up call. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And and we put them in here, and it's it's a business, but it, it's travel sports, and you're your coach would be perfect for that environment because it's uh, it, it's like the business world. And it's a business because they lie to the parents. They lie to the kids. You're all getting scholarships. Now, my ex and I, we, we didn't put them in because, you know, we needed them. We Because to us, we're entrepreneurs. Teach them that. That person you hate, that coach, that's that's your leader. That's your boss. You don't like your teammates. Well, guess what? That's the real world. And like what you said, the goal is to always win. In business, you can't say, well, I, I can't go to the bank, right? And say, well, I, 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 I'm going to deposit my effort today because this whole month we put 100% effort. I mean, it makes zero sense, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but, but yeah, one way, you know, the, the, we want to, teach people mediocrity but yet on a saturday or sunday we watch professional sports and if our team loses we want the coach fired we want new players so i I don't understand why don't we all just go there and go hey everybody had a good time nobody got hurt let's let's not even keep score it's crazy right totally and you're just touching on um how disconnected so many people are right so the bulk of the world's population are living through somebody else's accomplishments through so that they can get this hit of adrenaline and feel like they're part of something. But ultimately they're not doing that for themselves and trying to climb and become better and become more financial and smarter and all that sort of stuff. And it really just comes down to the programming, the belief systems, the culture, it just comes down to everything. And the way that the culture and, and, and how humans are treating humans and stuff and just what's going on nowadays. I don't know what the future looks like. I think it's going to create more divide. I think, I think the successful people that are raising above all of the noise and getting on with it and taking on with opportunities are going to become more successful, more wealthy and more evolved, but it's just going to become more to the one percenters. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing the masses of people caught up in the news and the hysteria and thinking that it's the end of the world and, and not seeing the positivity that's still available. And I, and I see so many people de-evolving. I see health issues and mental health, and I see a lot of stuff going on and that's replicating through to the next generation. And then kids are coming through the next generation without an identity, not knowing who they are or, or not having a good role model that can drive them to become a high performance sports kid or academic and all that sort of stuff. So I see, I see the duality and the divide getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, which is why in the Evolve CEO, our highest level mission is to help these high level business leaders go beyond their own success, get all their own family dynamics, their health, their happiness, go much, much further beyond their own success and then start using their influence, even their financial connections to create a real impact to lift humanity. There is so much needed from the top 1% to now serve at a higher level and help humanity elevate and rise up. 
or else we're just going to see more illness, more disconnection. We're going to see more duality. We're going to see more divide between people, more inner fighting, more confusion. And the next generation of kids, I don't know, they'll probably choose to live in a virtual reality world because they can't handle the physical world because they're not emotionally strong enough for it. I see so much going on, both good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I, I agree with you 100%, especially in a time where, like what you said earlier, with, with these phones, literally, if you want, before, it was hard to get information. You had it outdated through a nice encyclopedia. If you needed personal development, you'd have to hire, you'd have to, call a 1-800 number and rush shipping. You'd get it within three weeks, four weeks, maybe. Good thing if you're not suicidal because you have to wait for the that program for a month. Yeah. But now literally, I mean, with our, our phone, we, we can Google, YouTube, side hustles, how to create more passive income, how to do this, how to how to open up a business, how to create wealth. But a lot of times, though, people are too busy either cyber-stalking their exes, uh, going on their soapbox to talk about their political, their social views, or just mindless TikTok videos because of the dopamine, addicted to dopamine, addicted to that chemical release. And, And then there's other people that are like, if then, well, if I make, they equate happiness with a material item or when I make this amount of money, but we all know that that's, that's a farce that there's, there's no, there's no equation that says, okay, if you hit a hundred thousand us dollars, you're, you're, you're Nirvana. You're going to be happy. No, the happiness is something manufactured every day. We get that choice. hundred percent. We need to create happiness first. And this is, this is what people do, their behaviors, their actions, their beliefs, their attitudes is the exact opposite. It's like when I get something, I'll be happy. But because they've got it around the wrong way, the happiness is what you said. They're constantly looking for the next dopamine hit. They're just trying to trigger a new chemical in their body because they haven't found that true happiness. So we... We're spiritual beings having a human experience, but people are so disconnected from their spiritual intuition because of the TikToks and the noise and all that sort of stuff that everybody's just stuck in their head. Like you said, they're on their soapbox. They're they're becoming um, keyboard warriors and commenting on everybody's posts and feeling like they've got a voice and they're not actually contributing to humanity. They're, They're just, they're like zombies. They're just existing, but they're not evolving. They're not growing. They're not contributing. I'm not talking about everybody, but a large percentage of humanity. And then the children are just following in the parents' lead. There is a massive disconnect. Humanity needs to evolve big time. A a disconnect. You've seen young people out on dates, right? And they're across from each other and they're texting each other. They're they're literally, instead of, I mean, one, you don't know whether the date's going well because it's all through text. I mean, yeah. how can you connect with someone if they're sitting three feet away from you and you can't engage in a conversation with them? You can't look at their body language. You can't you can't hear their tone because how how is your food? How is this? And it's like, why, man? Why? Put down the phone. But it's it starts at a home because yeah you there's plenty of parents that are a table of four and all four at, or at a restaurant and instead of enjoying you know especially I mean heck my 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 oldest is a senior in high school and it's like that time goes by fast yeah. you know that 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 political post that you're getting ready to post couldn't wait but you know you 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 have only eighteen summers 18 winters with your children until they go off to college or they go off to become entrepreneurs or they go off to do whatever that thing that you want to talk about on social media 
or those TikTok videos will always be there. But that time spent with the loved one, that's finite. 100%. And that's why that's why after I kind of burnt myself out in corporate and went on this massive self-healing and self-discovery journey to now run the Evolve CEO and do what we do, when I created this kind of coaching, healing, um, transformation business, Tracy and I are in business together, my wife, we made the decision that this business has to be built around the life that we want to live. So we both work from home. We actually live on the Sunshine Coast of Australia, which is just absolutely amazing. Um, we work 10 and 2, which means we work the 10 weeks of the school term and mm-hmm. then we take the two weeks off of the school holidays and we try and keep our hours of work inside of when the kids are at school so that we've got more time to be at all of their sports after school to hang out with them and I take my kids mountain biking into sports and stuff on the weekend and then we go on holiday every single school term is because to your point the first half of my children's life I was on airplanes I was just bringing home the bacon, yeah? But I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. I wasn't like being a real true dad. So the second half of those 18 years, I'm blessed that we made the decision and God's work sent me on this path to change my life so that I can actually be who I'm meant to be instead of just chasing the title, the money, climbing the corporate ladder, building the business. Because all I was doing was just trying to validate that I was successful through what other people thought of me, not what I thought about myself or what I actually truly wanted for myself. I was just stuck in the stuck in a rut. And so many people get stuck in that rut, right? Because they're just one track, do what they think they need to do to be successful. And then they wake up and their kids are growing up and their wife wants a divorce. And they're just like, hang on, what happened? How did I miss that whole lot? And then, and then they justify it and saying, oh, but look, we've got the house and the cars and we've got all of this nice stuff and no one cares anymore. This is, a, this is a trap for a lot of driven men. They think they're doing the right thing and then they wake up one day and they feel like everything that they were doing it for isn't there anymore. Not at the level of connection that they truly want. Now, Greg, was there, when you're just crushing it, in corporate America, was there just the final straw? Was there like a something that triggered all this, that this defining moment that you're like, enough is enough, man. This is all crap. The, life for me is way more, meant for me way more than all this put together. I always knew that. So when I left school, when I left high school and I went into corporate, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was just guided into the insurance industry was the first industry I went into. But my 20 years of corporate life, I knew it wasn't for me because I had this kind of burning entrepreneurial inside of myself. So always trying to build the side hustle to get me out of corporate. But the more I was in there, the more money I'd make, the more I was kind of trapped in there. And then the fear of my mind is just like, well, you can never leave. Imagine if you went and started your own thing and it failed and then you're backwards. So I was always trying to be ahead of the game, right? So I stayed in corporate for far too long. And all it did was just slowly chip away and break me down, break me down, break me down. And that's why I drank a lot. I used alcohol as a kind of stress relief. Um, I'd still exercise and I'd do all that sort of stuff, but I always knew that I was never actually reaching my full potential because I was always operating inside of somebody else's framework. Now, Mm. I was successful in that framework and I climbed up into senior positions and I built amazing things, but they weren't mine. I didn't build something that I, and this is another thing, and and I admit this to everybody, I like to be in control. That's just a that's just a virtue of being a driven entrepreneur, right? I like to be in control. The final straw when I had my breakdown is when 
I moved my family. I had three kids under the age of five. I moved them to Singapore to build out Southeast Asia for a publicly listed US company. And they pulled the pin on all international expansion. We were growing like 600% quarter on quarter. Yeah. We were growing one of the fastest growing regions. And they just decided to pull all international expansion. And I just got a phone call. Things were just going so well. And I got a phone call going, it's all over. They're cutting all into international expansion. You don't have a job. You got to find your way home. That was the final brick wall that I hit. That I was just like, I just relocated a young family to a foreign country. Things were going amazing. I was on top of the world. I had my future planned out and it was literally a rug ripped out of underneath me. And that was all of the compounding years of stresses and highs and lows and layoffs and all of that sort of stuff just came home to roost. And I had a massive breakdown. I was drinking. My mental health was out of control. It was the worst point in my life, but it was actually the best point in my life now looking back because that breakdown was the breakthrough for me to finally go and start the path that I'm meant to be on. So this is also another trap of the driven, masculine, egoic man. We can just keep on fighting a good fight and not actually following our true path because we feel responsible for so many people that we will sacrifice ourselves and grind it out because what we're doing gives us the income and serves at a certain level. But so many people are not actually stepping into their highest spiritual and soul potential. And this is why people feel so disconnected. This is why people, this is why driven men will turn to vices like alcohol, gambling, porn, all of that sort of stuff is because they know that they're not actually living their highest potential. They're just grinding it out to create the financial resources to have a good life. And i tell you what, they all want, they all want to break through to that next level. They all want to go, what is my highest path? What is my true purpose? What, are, what, am, I, what am I actually here to do in this lifetime as a soul, as a spiritual being, not just as a man working to make money yeah mm-hmm. so there was a lot in that <laughs> but but you were evolved think about it you realized it was a blessing in disguise you said life doesn't happen to me because a lot of people would be victim a lot ah oh, this sucks and and still stew try to pick up another corporate job but you realize life happened for you. You needed this. You needed this kick in the butt to go, enough's enough. You, 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 were, you were redlining redlining it completely, but you didn't have peace. You you're you're and to me also when you don't have peace spiritually, <clears throat> that's God, that's the universe saying you're not doing what you were meant to be doing. This isn't totally. totally. So I was only happy when I was winning. And we all know that you can't be winning 100% of the time, especially if you're in corporate because there's so much that's outside of your control, right? Oh, completely. So I didn't realize how much of a victim that I actually was when I was in corporate. And that's what kept me stuck in corporate. Because when, when the GFC hit, I got made redundant victim i was just like why why me like just blah 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 blah. go and get another job climb another business so i didn't realize how much of a victim i was i was just in this kind of rut in this cycle but because i'm so driven and because i'm so resourceful and so skillful i always made good of it but it was nowhere near my highest potential because i didn't even know what my highest potential was to be honest, I wasn't even, I wouldn't have even called myself spiritual. Like the language that I speak of now, back then, it didn't exist. I was just 100% driven from my ego, 100% in my mind. Yeah. But so true you, potential. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say you were at 100% with your mind, but your spirit 
you're completely spent. You're like at a zero. I didn't even I, I I didn't even really understand or know. We were not growing up and we 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 didn't grow up in churches, no religion, no spiritual conversations, nothing. Yeah. None of that. So I didn't have any belief. I didn't even know anything about when I say we're spiritual being having a human experience, you would never have heard those words out of my mouth 10 years ago because it wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't even in my vocab. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned so much since that breakdown to breakthrough and going on a massive healing journey and, and doing inner pro I, I did all the inner pro inner child programming. I did all the emotional healing and releasing. I literally reprogrammed my mind. I did an amazing amount of energy healing to balance my mind, to heal my body. I had to heal, I had to heal all my glands and organs and my gut and my liver from alcohol abuse. Um, and then doing a massive amount of spiritual, I guess, higher connection work with my wife and going down that path it's like i'm a completely different person so my identity has shift my belief systems have shift my focus has shift how i approach life and who i serve has totally shifted and i have attracted and manifested and created so much more abundance and happiness and love and connection and success financially way more than I ever could have comprehended when I was at the top of my game in corporate. Now, with you being on top of your game, you're in Singapore. They pull the rug out from underneath you. And you're like, this is it. Now, was Tracy also on board when you're like, let's do this? Let, let's let's work for ourselves or was she apprehensive and she's like but you're amazing in corporate america no she she would just always support me because because she had young children she wasn't doing any of the spiritual and energy healing work that she's done now we both went on this massive transformational journey as individuals and we've just become better individuals and as we come together we're better in our marriage, we're better in our health, we're better parents, we're better, all that sort of stuff. But when we're in Singapore, it was the traditional, Greg was the breadwinner in the corporate role and Tracy was the stay-at-home mum with young kids. And that was our role. So my emotional roller coaster affected her just as much as it affected me because I was the provider and the protector. And if I wasn't happy and I was having a mental breakdown and I was drinking too much alcohol, it affected my wife and my kids. So when we actually come back to Australia, so I was so angry. I was so, 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 so angry that I had created so much more, so much success for another company. And then it was taken away from me. Like I had zero control or I didn't even exist. It was the final straw that made me so angry that I just said to Tracy, right, when we get back to Australia, we've got we got a, a lot of money in the bank because we did really well in those corporate roles, especially overseas. I'm building my own business. But I was so angry, I wanted to build my own business to go in competition with the company that just pulled the rug out of underneath me. So I was doing it from the wrong reason. I was doing it from anger, but that's all I had, right? That's all that I could use to motivate myself was this inner anger and this kind of resentment and kind of I wanted to get even like I felt so demoralized I wanted to get even so it was unhealthy but that anger when I got to Australia and I did start building my own business and I was successful because I had all of the skills and everything that I needed to I was still carrying all that pain I was still drinking I still my mental health was spiraling out of control that even building my new business that's when I was starting to spiral out of control well Tracy when we got back to Australia, she just said, enough is enough. I'm going to do something for myself now. And she went and started studying holistic kinesiology, advanced holistic kinesiology, um, because she was always very intuitive and into natural therapies and healing and all that sort of stuff. So she went on her own journey. She actually started this massive personal development journey as well. And if it wasn't for her, 
I probably wouldn't have gone on my own massive spiritual awakening and healing and discovery journey. Yeah. So she kind of took the lead and went, I'm doing this for myself because she didn't want to be subject to my roller coaster of a world and my emotions and my highs and lows. And that's when it kind of led to me having a breakdown. And then I asked my wife and some other people to help me. So I went to AA for three months to stop drinking alcohol because I needed to get that boulder out of my life because it wasn't serving me. It was pulling me down. Then I did a year's life coaching program. Then I did um, archetypal coaching, matrix therapies. I did energy healing, kinesiology, and all of this other spiritual work. And I just kept on going down this path whilst Tracy was going on her path. And then after about six to 12 months, I was starting to work with other men. I had such a transformation inside myself. I went, wow. So I had a digital media agency that I was building, but I was like, wow, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is just calling me that there are millions of men out there that have done exactly what I've done and have sacrificed themselves and burnt themselves out to follow this one dimensional path, but they're not happy. They got money like I did, but they're not happy. And I need to help them by using my story. And then I just started attracting all of these businessmen. And I started taking them through the same processes that I did. And then after about a year, I said to Tracy, your gifts, your energy healing, your spiritual work, my clients need it because she's been doing it on me. So we combined and we created this holistic program to help transform these successful business leaders, CEOs, and businessmen in every area of their life, a complete holistic view from mental, physical, spiritual, marriage, parenting, relationships, business, leadership, finances, impact, legacy, the whole lot. And then it just took off. So it used to be called the evolved man, but it evolved into the evolved CEO because we kept on attracting more high level business leaders. And now that's what Tracy and I do. We work with really high level business leaders, CEOs, business founders, anywhere from 10 million annual turnover to $22 billion hedge fund manager. So we've got a vast array of clients. Um, and that's that's kind of what we're doing now. And Tracy's got other healing programs around Epstein-Barr virus. And she works with a lot of other energy healers because she's so good at what she does that other healers come to her. And this is kind of the world that, that we exist in now. Um, and two of my high-level mastermind clients were about to launch into a new business, which is a social enterprise business, which is um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people on the social housing list in Australia that are close to homeless. And the government is pumping billions of dollars for people to build social housing. So I've got a client with a construction business got another business client, we're coming together to, to help create social housing, to put people in housing and then create services to help them better themselves. So I'm actually taking my coaching, not from just CEOs, but right down to the people that are low socioeconomic and help them elevate themselves and humanity and, and create more opportunity for them and their children because it's so needed. It's so needed worldwide. What, what the... What people don't understand is coach them, teach them, train them in new life. 100%. Personal development and business development shouldn't only be for your high-level people. The reason why, and you, oh my gosh, they have no personal development. Well, when you don't have all your human needs met, it's not like they're all of a sudden and be like, you know what? I, I, I can't wait to just walk on fire with Anthony Robbins or film. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it, it people people that 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 have these blinders on are like, why don't they? Well, why don't we train them? And yes, yes, clearly we there's free programs, but you still have to teach them, you have to train them that. You know, let's end this cycle. Let's lend, let's end this. Let's create a new legacy for your family. 
congratulations. I get it. You know, two, three, four generations of being poverty, but let's end it now. Let's end the cycle. Let's break the cycle. All that requires just changing limiting beliefs because we all have them programmed. And if you think life sucks because you're living in government housing or you're, it's just the way you've been programmed and your, your forefathers have been programmed as well. 100%. That is, that is the reality of it. Everybody has equal opportunity, but not everybody believes that they're worthy of it. So they don't look for it and they don't invest their time in it. So they'll rather, they'll rather flick on TikTok getting influenced by all of this crap that doesn't serve them, that makes them feel even worse about themselves versus doing a personal development course, getting counseling for mental health, learning, learning how to create more nutritious meals. Like there's just so much, like there's so much available, but people, people's beliefs, even though it's free and it's online, they still don't do it. So this is this is why we need to work in a segment with our people who are actually in the low socioeconomic situation, but they are putting their hand up. They are like, I want help. I don't want to be in this situation. So some people in those low socioeconomic and those government housing, they don't want help. They just they they just stay there. That's what they feed off, right? But there's a lot that don't want to be there that want help. And there has never been a better time in human history to create equal opportunity for people because seriously, there is abundance. And if and if people don't go and get their slice of the pie, it's all going to float up to the top 1%. It already is. Doesn't matter what happens. It always floats up. Doesn't have to. Everybody can get a piece of pie. Money's created every day. Opportunities created every day. Yeah. Yeah, governments print it every day with like a zero. 100%. The thing is, you said beliefs. It is beliefs. It's generational passed down belief systems that have people think that they are only worthy of this. And you've got other people that think that they are limitless and they create abundance. Imagine if everybody just had that abundant mentality and didn't waste their time watching TV and the news and getting all of that negative feedback coming into their mind and all that fear-based programming. I still know people, like I'm not that close with them anymore, but I still know people that are banging on about COVID. And I'm just like, dude, get past it. You don't know what you're missing out on by staying in that narrative, that victim, poor me narrative. It's just like, get over it. Get moving. Uh, yeah, I, I I got over it 15 days after we we're supposed to be on lockdown for 15 days. To be honest, <laughs> totally. You, you could it, Corona, COVID, whatever, whatever pandemic, whatever obstacle that comes, we all have obstacles. Either you climb over them or go through it, or you shrink. Exactly. That's it. They're, they're, life isn't fair. I crush it or let it crush you. Now, Greg, I now is this your service is global, right? Because My, I mean, most of our clients are in the US now. Of course. We because, target. You know, we're 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 burning the midnight oil, man. We we we're so anxiety here in, in this yeah. country. So I, I get it. So how do people, how how do CEOs, how do founders, how do high-level, C-level people find you and your wife to hire you guys before it's too late? So our predominant social media channel is LinkedIn because it's the business social media. So we do a lot of content, got a lot of followers. Um, we're pretty big on LinkedIn. Um, and then we've both got our personal branded websites, which is greggillies.com and tracygillies.com. And then the Evolve CEO is the evolveceo.com. 
And inside the evolvedceo.com, there's there's kind of there's three there's three kind of elements. There is the evolved CEO process, which is a really advanced, holistic combination of kind of like executive coaching, life coaching, mindset, performance coaching, combined with energy healing and spiritual expansion work. So it's really unique. And then there is the evolved couple. So a lot of our high level businessmen um, clients that we bring through the evolved CEO process, we some of them, we end up working with their wives and we take the wife through the same process. And then we elevate this kind of power couple that want to, they've come together, they've fixed their marriage, they're both on this trajectory path. And together as a power couple, they want to then go and make a bigger impact in the world. And then the third channel is our inner circle. And this is this is for successful businessmen that have been through the Evolve CEO process. And then we have this inner circle mastermind where we're working on a lot of high impact and legacy stuff and just taking things to the next level. Um, and this is how I ended up going into partnership with two of the guys in that mastermind because we've the three of us have got this big, big mission um, around how we're going to help people evolve that don't have the same opportunities as you and I, and they don't think they, they, they don't have access to it. So that's around doing property development and acquiring businesses and channeling all of the profits through a not-for-profit and then giving free services to those people to evolve people. So we're creating profit, profitable business centers and we're channeling the profits into helping people evolve pretty much. Great. Now, Greg, what would you tell that person, that founder, that CEO, that they're redlining, pure adrenaline junkies, they're on the highway to hell, on the highway to crash, What? but yet they don't know how to turn that off. They don't know how to evolve into the mind, body, spirit. What words of wisdom, what, what advice would you give that person? They, they literally have to find a way to slow down. And when I say slow down, it's slowing down the mind. So our mind is the top organizational structure in our body. And the reason why so many people are stressed and pushing themselves to burnout is to my point early, earlier, everybody's mind is under more stress than what it can actually process. So the neurological stress is causing them to hit that. They're about to hit that brick wall. And when your mind is in stress and your mind controls your autonomic nervous system, it puts your body out of balance. So then when the mind and body is out of balance, it's like you're out of, you're not even in control of yourself. It's pretty hard to have a high spiritual connection when your mind and body it's full of stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have to be able to slow down their mind. So they have to do they have to do daily disciplines, daily habits, and daily practices to give their mind silent time. Because a lot of these guys, their minds are so stressed that even if they're not at work and they're at home, they're still always thinking about work. They're constantly thinking. That's why that's why marriages break down because they can't they they don't even know how to be present to listen to their wife to have a really deep loving connection conversation anymore because they've kind of lost themselves they know it but they don't know how to get out of it because the mind is just taking control this leads back to why the masculine gets shunned so much nowadays because from the outside looking in, they think that they're just selfish and greedy. And they're like, I'm not selfish and greedy. My mind is literally out of control. I can't slow it down. That's the key. It starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. Mental health. That's the key. Got to slow that thing down. You got to give this thing silence. If you don't give this thing silence, everything else will get affected. Emotional mastery. All starts in the mind. 100%. 100%. Brother, I know you have a busy day ahead of you. And you know in this TikTok society that we live in, 
<laughs> it's only one hour because anything after that, we're taking away time from streaming instead of them working on their dreaming. So <laughs> thank you from the bottom of my heart. Best of luck for you and Tracy. And what an amazing job. What an amazing service. You are in service. You're trying to leave a legacy. You're trying to leave a better place for generations ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate your time.